Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the fan fiction. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Let's talk about another Solo Moon story. Solo Moon story. Time with Solo Moon. The story. Solo Moon wrote another story that we already covered. I think it was Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird, Lady Bird. Gotcha. But that's not what we're talking about now. Fucking love that story, though. I know, Lady Bird, Lady Bird's so good. It was so good. But this one is about our good, good boy, Aloran. It is. It's called After the Bombs Fall. And it's so good. I can't say enough good things about Solo Moon's writing. Like, so Jesus, I wish I could write. I wish I could do anything <laughs> half as well as Solo Moon could write. Anything. anything. Pick a thing. I wish I could do it half as well as Solo Moon can write. <laughs> pick pick a thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, let me recap this, because this is another one that... Were we the ones that were talking about how we really liked when, like, people wrote about characters that weren't part of, like, any main series yes. after... <laughs> Who else would I be fucking talking to this about? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Twas I. I mean, we do talk to Animorphs people, like, daily, on the daily, but it was I, I know, in this case. <laughs> Thank God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay, okay, let's recap. Because this is another one that I'm very excited about. Lauren's in it. Eva's in it. I'm very excited. Okay. Less than a month after the war ends, Lauren applies for a transfer back to the Andalite homeworld. The first request is canceled due to a minor typo, and he curses his carelessness. A second form is submitted, and it lingers for two months, and then is canceled, apparently due to a sudden influx in tourism. (laughs) A third form is submitted, and that lingers for six months, and then is canceled. A fourth form, and he is told to stop submitting forms! (laughs) (laughs) A fifth form is submitted, it is canceled. A sixth form doesn't even get looked at, it's just pending forever. Uh, I relate to that Properly... Fucking captured the bureaucratic process of trying to do anything. Yes, absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. Um, so, Aloran has this realization that just like his forms, he is also obsolete and ignored and unwanted. So, for a day, he's like, I could just steal the blade ship. It is sitting there, and there's only two people whose genetic code is keyed into it, and one of them is mine. But then he decides not to steal the blade ship, even though that would have been a very cool story that I would have read. Yes. But still. So in another day, he morphs to human, he walks to the CVS, and he drowns his sorrows in marshmallows and pasta sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Those are things he picked. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know about that one, but okay, you're, you're an Andalite. 
You don't. You do you. You don't know how the food. Whatever. Um, so anyways, he pulls out a cell phone that is registered to one of Esplin's many aliases, and he hits the fifth speed dial option. Ava picks it up right away, and she goes, hey, you, how's it going? Lauren thinks, I, we don't really know each other, and yet in the three conversations we've had since this all ended, she always greets me like an old friend. And it makes him choke up. And... Lauren goes through the anxiety shit that I think every single one of us can relate to, where he's like, I need to ask you a favor, but am I troubling you right now? If you're busy, just disregard this request. It's not important. It's not, you can just go. If you're busy, just hang up. I'm so sorry for being here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get That's this, man. I felt this. I felt this in my soul. Yeah. Um, but Ava is the best of us. She just snort laughs and says, I'm not busy. I owe you a favor anyways, so shoot. And Aloran's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What favor? And Ava's like, well, I figure it's your fault that my son isn't imprisoned on an alien planet right now. And so, you know. And Aloran just starts babbling about how like, oh, the Andalite Council would not have imprisoned Marco. Jake, sure, but not Marco. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ava just cuts him off with like, Lauren, what's the favor? And he launches into some babble about uh, political complications and travel policies. And Ava right away is like, they're not letting you go home? And Lauren doesn't like say, yes, that's what's happening. Instead, he just goes, well, it's a complicated matter. And Ava's already like, where where are you? You're still hanging out at at the the whole thing, the factory, whatever. I'll come over. And she... He's like, yep, still there. So she makes it over there in like half an hour. And Aloran spends that entire half an hour going over everything that he's done wrong in the war after he was imprisoned by Visor 3. Yay! Like, it was his fault? Yes. Clearly. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, I Aloran is like anyone with anxiety in this fan fiction. Oh my god. <sighs> anyways sorry anyways um actually he does also beat himself up for challenging a captain on axe's behalf like yeah. that was another thing where he was like i'm super embarrassed that i did that and i did not know why he felt bad for that yeah like, i mean yeah it was just so Lauren's like just beating himself up over everything including that shit which seemed like a good thing uh, but he just thinks that he's an embarrassment overall. But before he can get too far into his pity party, Ava shows up and brings a substance known as Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir! Yes. Sorry. Cut to a little while later, Ava is slurring her words and coming up with a plan. <laughs> there's sneaking, there's a lot of bam and hitting the table. <laughs> That's kind of about all Lauren knows about what she's saying. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. Dude, I don't know. Them being drunk is hilarious. I would, I would read just them being drunk, just their drunk conversations. Honestly, absolutely. Again, Solo Moon's an amazing writer, and like this was the best. I would, I literally, if if they were like, this is my entire fic, I'd be like, yes, I'm in. I will read this all. <laughs> But that's not it. There's 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 a lot more to it, obviously. Uh. <laughs> so anyways, they're interrupted by somebody asking, you needed a ride home? 
And Aloran stands up sharply and almost like knocks himself completely over. But Marco catches him. He goes, y'all right? And Aloran's like, I am intoxicated. (laughs) And then continues to play with the word intoxicated, of course. Right. (laughs) He pulled an axe and I loved that. He totally, I loved that so fucking much. Um, And Marco is just super chill. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I was getting that vibe from the two bottles of wine you guys killed (laughs) and um ava like does this whole (laughs) she has this like i am visor one fear me moment like she draws herself up to her full height and she goes i did not request a ride home i requested a ride to the netherlands (laughs) i love that (laughs) i did too (laughs) And Marco just rolls his eyes. He's like, yeah, you're right. Which is why I decided to come pick you up, Mom. (laughs) My favorite part is coming up, though. Okay. (laughs) So Ava protests. She goes, no, no, the Netherlands. And then she steps up next to Aloran and she's like, we've thought this through. We're going to call up your friend, whatever the fuck his name is, with the private plane. (laughs) You're going to fly us out to Hague. And then we're going to bring a perfectly ordinary canister of table salt with us. We shall request a visit with visitor three. And Marco just goes, Jesus, mom. Because <laughs> at this point, he's already figured out they're just going to salt him. <laughs> and Ava goes, the guards will not suspect a thing because it is just a condiment. <laughs> and she continues like, all we need is a diversion. And then she just mimes flinging salt and then an explosion. And a lawyer goes, splat, hiss. <laughs> I love that. And they're so good. And Marco's like, what what will this accomplish exactly? And Ava tries to whisper, but she's very drunk. Right. So she's like, she's talking super loud. She goes, making Aloran feel better. None of the Andalites want him. Oh, no. And this is where everybody's favorite line happens. Marco goes, yeah, 10 out of 10 therapists recommend war crimes for a friend in need. Yay. And as a guy who's been to at least 10 therapists, I would know. Yay. So that's great. Yes. We loved that um, in the Discord. Loved that so much. That was everybody's favorite quote. <laughs> so Aloran is pretty sure that Marco is using sarcasm at this point. And Ava <laughs> just pats Marco on the shoulder and he goes, she goes, no one will suspect a thing. Nobody. And Marco's like, how did you how did you even come up with this dumbass heist anyways? What are you guys even doing here? And Ava's like Aloran needed me, of course. And then Aloran's like, I have no friends and Arbron doesn't have a cell phone. And Marco's just like, dude, you're the most morose drunk I've ever met. (laughs) And so then Ava goes, so you'll be taking us to the airfield then. As if anything she said has made Marco buy into this fucking nonsense. And so Marco does the most annoying thing of all time. And Marco quotes Ava back to Ava. And he goes, if you want it that bad, you can have it when you're sober. Which is how we find out that Marco tried to get Jake Gyllenhaal's number when he was drunk. Hell yeah. And Ava stopped him? Yes. Why? Marco and Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, I ship it. I 
I, I did have a weird, like, mindfuck moment, though, because I was like, wait a minute, Jake Gyllenhaal's old! And I'm like, wait a minute, it was not in the <laughs> not 90s, in the 90s yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <sighs> and then, like, Ava continues to curse out Jake Gyllenhaal for no fucking reason. <laughs> he would have broken your heart. Would he? <laughs> what, do you, what does Ava know about Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh my god, I loved that. I loved it too. It was so good. It was just such a good moment. And like she starts cussing him out in Spanish, and Marco's just like, I didn't understand a word you just said, Mom. Like, really, like, fucking A. It's great. Yeah. This is great. Please read this story. It's so good. <laughs> um, so Marco ends all of this nonsense by being like, Mom, I'm taking you home. Aloran, demorph. I don't need a nothlet of this drunken shit show that's going on. <laughs> and Aloran briefly considers being like, a war prince does not take orders from alien children. But then he's like, well, you know, he's Marco. So he demorphs. <laughs> and he's like, physically, I feel much better. But mentally, I feel much worse. Right. And Marco just leaves and says, like, I'll call you. We find out that Marco does not end up calling, but he does send several text messages. And honestly, that's a better way to do it. Yep. Never call text anyone. Messages just text messages. Never call me. Just text me. Yep. Please. Um, anyways, Marco promises him that Axe is on it. And like, Lauren's like debating like a thank you text, which again, like perfect anxiety moment. Oh my like, God. Oh, too much, too little. Yes. Too bad, too good. Um, but while he's debating this text, there is a knock at the door. And Lauren's like, ooh, should I morph human? But like, nah, I wanted my tail blade. Whatever. So he opens the door. And on the other side of it is his very own daughter, who he hasn't seen in years and he hasn't talked to in at least 20 years. He actually muses that he may have never really talked to her because when he was taken as the abomination, she was really little. So he's like, I've never had, like, a conversation with my adult daughter. I don't know who she is as a person, which is really sad. I was confused, though, because it's Estrid. And... Yes. I... There, there was an author's note at the beginning, which says, I'm aware that a lost line in number 38 about Estrid being Arbat's niece, which would make her a Lawrence daughter, is probably not meant to be literal in context, but the straightforward interpretation is boring. Yes. I just went with it, honestly, because, like, I was having such a good time that I was, like, I had a moment where I'm, like, is that right? And then I thought, fuck it, what do I care? Yeah, who cares? For sure. (laughs) Like, legitimately, that was my thought process. I totally forgot that, that, um, Arbet and Aloran. God, why does everyone start with an A or an E? Jesus fucking Christ. Aloth, Arbat, Aloran, Elfangor, Estrid. Fuck. But yeah, I forgot that they were brothers. I totally forgot. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway. Yep. Yeah. So, Estrid's here. <gasps> Yay! Uh... <laughs> Estrid's here, and that's his daughter in this fan fiction. Yeah. So, just be aware. Mm. So, anyways, he offers, uh, she offers an insult, but it's kind of, like, she offers a greeting, but it's kind of an insult, because there's all sorts of alien posturing that's going on about the level of the tail blade and and things that matter. So just know it was an insult. Uh, Go read it if you want a better description of this. 
That's right. I'm actively <laughs> sabotaging myself now to force people to read fan fiction. Oh my god. You're welcome. There's this like thing that was in there, but you'll have to go read There's it to like, find out. Just you'll have to read it to like understand <laughs> it. Like to truly embrace the media, you have to read it. Just, like stop listening to this podcast and go read it. I've made it my job to summarize this for you, but I never said I was gonna do it good. Yep. So yep. fuck off. Wow, what a way. That's how we that's how we end this podcast. We just like lambaste ourselves into the ground until everybody leaves. Yay. Anyways. So uh basically Lauren's like, yeah, she insulted me, but like I kind of deserve it because I'm kind of a dick and was a slave for many years to Visor 3. Um, so all he does instead is ask how Jahar is, who is his wife, for those of us who don't remember. My wife. And then <laughs> and then this one that I kept wanting to say, asshat, but it's A-J-H-A-T, which I assume is ashat. Yeah. Which, if you say it real fast, sounds like asshat. Anyways, um, Astrid is super evasive in her answers, as she will be throughout this, but answers that uh, mother is well enough. I suppose you'll have to apologize in person. And she mentions nothing about her brother at all. Um, she then continues, like, I'm here on a diplomatic mission, and I'm set to return home. She doesn't say anything outright, but she just, like, starts saying, like, of course I will only be going through primitive human security, and it won't catch any morphed creatures. And Lauren's like, oh, oh, this is it. Like, now. Now is the time that we're leaving. The time is now. <laughs> and um, Astrid confirms that she's like, my authorized exit extends, or, sorry, my authorized exit ends in 2.86 Earth hours. And Lauren realizes, like, as she's talking about, like, this mission and, like, how she's leaving and she has this set exit time and blah, blah, blah. He's like, she must have been on Earth for weeks already and she hasn't reached out to me once. She came to me last minute to minimize how long we would spend together. And he's like, I I can't care about that right now. Like, obviously she didn't come to me. We haven't talked in 20 years. I've been the main baddie in the series. Like, you know. <laughs> um. So he's just like, what would you like me to morph? And she goes, something small and earth-based. And then Estrid starts to morph human. And Alorn is blown away by how good she is at morphing. Like, she's done in less than a minute. She morphs a sundress with her morph. Like, she is so good. And Alorn just says, you're wasted in Arbat's lab. And Estrid snaps at him because she's like... Basically, she's like, I know, I'm fucking great, but what else is a girl who is second born and the child of a disgraced bloodline to do? And Lauren doesn't really know how to answer, so he just morphs into a small snake, and they do not speak all the way to the fighter. Dude, I like Estrid a lot in this fic. I do, too. She's like, I don't, I just really like that she's like, so confident and standing up for herself and like i know we're supposed to feel bad because we're reading it from a lauren's perspective and we're supposed to be like no extend the olive branch but i fucking love that she's like i don't know you i haven't known you for 20 years you were like the greatest bad guy in the universe and you've made my life so difficult by getting captured by the year so like fuck off i'm doing you this huge favor but i don't owe you shit yeah sorry i just really like yeah that, that was yeah <laughs> so we cut to three earth weeks and 82 light years later dun, dun, dun. they are approaching the andalite homeworld 
Estrid informs Aloran that they are landing soon, but like everything else, what how she says it is super icy and very short. Aloran has spent the f- entire trip there asking questions that are just met with non-answers or just blatantly ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aloran steps into the viewport to watch his homeworld approach as they land. And he realizes that 31 years ago, he left his scoop to quell the small skirmish on the Hork-Bajur homeworld. And he hasn't really been back since. So Aloran asks Astrid, what are you going to do next? And evasive as ever, she's like, well, I have my work. And Aloran's like, yeah, you know, if this was before I got taken, I would have been shouting at her by now and like demanding to know what right Estrid has to consider herself any better than me. And then, like, he starts playing with this whole, like, she's being like this, but, like, you know, it makes her a hypocrite to basically treat me like this. Or she's just, like, the war council who considers being enslaved by a yerk a worse crime than murdering 10 million Horkvajur. But then he just, like, kind of mentally, like, takes himself back and he's like, it's been a long war. I've missed her. She's here now. Just make the best of it. Which is really, like really absent dad come back into the picture and or stepdad vibes that I was yeah. getting here. Um, but Aloran only has one more question for her. He says, I assume Jahar has found someone else, someone to help raise you. She deserves to be loved, of course. And Astrid's like, re- like really brushes him off super bitter. He's like, who would show interest in her? Who would be seen speaking to her? No, there's no one. There hasn't been anyone. It's just me and Ashat and that's it. And Aloran feels this really complicated mix of like relief and sorrow and shame and disappointment. And he just says, I see. So Estrid has landed the ship in between this whole like emotional break and she's trying to open the fighter door, but she can't push it open. And so Aloran steps up behind her and just places a hand there to help her lift it. And he's really pleased that she doesn't immediately flinch away from him. They open the door together and Aloran was not expecting it, but there is Jahar. She had come to greet them and he notices she's older. She's a little stooped. Her hooves are a little duller, but she is radiant and transcendent. Aloran is frozen to the spot his knees lock. They've been apart for longer than they were together. She steps forward to him and raises a hand to his cheek. It is the first gentle touch he has felt in over 20 years. And that's how this ends. Redemption arc. Redemption. It's so sweet and nice. Oh, God. Yo. I, like, I don't know that he necessarily, like, I... I don't know what I wanted for a Lauren. I never contemplated what I wanted for him, but I was so happy yeah. that he got Jahar back. Yeah. Although I was interested to see like what her and her relationship to him would have been. Like, does she like forgive him or does she see him any differently? Like, how did she respond to him being the abomination for so long? You know, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good, good question. Because, <sighs> like, I loved all of the relationships between him and Estrid where she was like, yeah, you are, like, the most hated person in the Andalite world, and, like, this is what's mm-hmm. happening to me because I'm associated with you, and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah, it was super interesting. And I, I would have liked to see that too. But in my mind, I think what I what I subbed in 
was that she always like went against the way that like the other Andalites talked about him. Yeah. And like yeah. she was happy to see him back and she didn't blame him for getting enslaved. Yeah, it's implied that like she was happy, he was happy, they lived happily ever after, etc. So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah I'm so glad he got like a, a complicated but happy ending in this way because he's been through it. He really has. And yeah, he committed this mass genocide, like... but you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Who I'm, hasn't? I'm not, Who I'm not, hasn't committed mass I'm genocide? Not mass genocide. <laughs> no, but it was like it was similar feelings to that moment where like he whips his tail blade and he says to the animorphs, "Do you know who did that? Yeah. I did yeah. that." Like it was it was really similar feelings. Yeah. yeah. Go read this. Yeah. Go read this fan fiction. Go read it all. Go read it all. Go read everything we told you to read. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely recommend everything that we've read. It's all really yeah. fucking good. Absolutely, there were no stinkers in the bunch. Not a one. Not a one. And I like. I feel like we really ran a gamut of like things that were fun, things that were funny, things that were horrifically depressing <laughs> and crushed your soul. <laughs> yes. It. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, like, yeah. I haven't read the Animorphs series since we finished it up last year. Right? Was that last right. year? What is time? I I feel like it might have been two years ago. At the, oh like, it God. was 2019 that we finished it, no, wasn't it? it was last year, 2020. Because we were going to record the last been, one in person, and then we could not because of oh, the global pepperoni. <laughs> the global pepperoni. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't know what time is. But... It's been a year at least. Yeah. But, like, I I kind of... These fan fictions make me feel like I never left, if in a way. Like, they're all written so well yeah. and in such a spirit of the original series that it's, like, it's like dipping back in and just being like, oh, yeah, this is all real. Like, this is basically canon, but yeah. it's not canon, but it could be. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it... It really is a testament to the writing skill mm -hmm. of all of the ones we read. That, yeah. like, even if they, like, didn't pull... Like, obviously, none of these are... I don't think any of these are written by Catherine unless she has a very strange alias and wrote fan fiction of her own series, which would just be a mind fuck. So let's banish that thought from our minds. <laughs> like, all... Like, everybody pulled something from the series that, like, really rang true mm -hmm. when they did this and I, I like i fucking love all these side character arcs yes. like there's so much room to play and i love that people were like oh let's tell the aloran story after the war because i i never even i was like yeah he went back to the home world whatever i never even thought about it past that yeah i never thought it would be so difficult for him because you know even though he's not the abomination anymore he will always be known as that and so the andalites would reject him right and i totally forget too that like I always am like, oh God, he was he was enslaved for so many years. Like he's just this crushed, broken person. I totally forget that he fucking unleashed a quantum virus on the homeworld. Right? Like that's <laughs> fucked up. This dude is still not good. <laughs> like I said, mass genocide. <laughs> yeah, mass genocide. Like I, when I'm reading stories like this, I'm always like, oh, why don't you guys just like him? And then it's like, oh no, actually, he's a still a shitty person. Like, yeah, Astrid should still fucking hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's you know, 
Yeah. You know. Don't know how to feel about any of that. Yeah, but, it's it's complicated. It's very complicated. But that's in the spirit of the original series, too, is having these yeah. things that are complicated that you don't know how to feel about them and you don't know whether to forgive or want good things for them. Because, like, yeah, I was, like, precisely. happy at the end that he had a happy ending. And then I was like, oh, but wait, there was the, the thing. He did still do the quantum virus. Yeah, he did still do a big murder. He did he did a large very large murder yeah, for sure. That wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah. But it's yeah, I loved all of them. All of the stories. God, that is exactly like how we felt though when we were reading the Hork Pajur Chronicles and we're like, why are we rooting for Esplin? <laughs> like What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Well, it says a lot to the talent of of everybody here. Yes, you frustrated us and confused us. (laughs) You've made me root for a guy that committed mass genocide (laughs) and hope that he has a good ending time. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Solo Moon. (laughs) Thanks a fucking lot. (laughs) Oh, my God. Christ. This is this is where we pivot in the last like the fucking eleventh hour of this. We're all like, read these fan fictions are super great, and then we're just like, fuck you, Soul Moon, for making us love a guy who committed genocide. You fucker! Stop giving me feelings. Stop! Stop making me confused. <laughs> Why can't people just be good or bad? Why does it have to be a complex issue? Why? Why is everything gray? Yeah. Why is it? Why are we all happy at the end of the war? Fuck that! <laughs> Fuck this shit! <sighs> I don't want to go vote. I just want everything to be a simple battle. <laughs> oh my god! Shit! <laughs> shit! Shit! Well, here we are. We've done it. Hooray. And now, and now, if we. Do what we're saying we're going to do this time. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of true. It's super true. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm not. (laughs) They get get more good fanfic. That's true. So, suck it, everybody. Do what we want. (laughs) Do what we fucking want. But yes, next episode you hear from us should be Endling Part 1. Well, the part 1 of Part 1. Part 1 of Part 1, yes. Yes, we will be talking about Endling, and that will be the next episode next week, starting June 1. June 1. Starting June 1, and then we're back to our bi-weekly schedule because we're reading lots and lots of shit and i have to take lots and lots of notes like a little gremlin child like a little gremlin yes i type like you know that scene in in bruce almighty where he's answering uh-huh. emails and he's typing super fast that's like me typing notes for this podcast <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> gotta get to the next chapter yeah so i will have my book report ready for part one of Endling. I'm very excited about Endling. I too. I think it's going to be fun. Ugh, it's just sitting in my little book cart and I'm very excited. I know. I My first copy is signed. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. I think I've told you this yeah, before. Yeah, because you met Catherine. Because like, I met Catherine and <laughs> I was like, 
Better buy the book she's doing here instead of the one she published 30 years ago. <laughs> but she knew you were there for Animorphs. She fucking knew right out of the gate. Literally, I walked up to her and she's like, you're here for Animorphs. I'm like, fuck. How did you know? Yes. No, I'm here for Barfarama. <laughs> I'm here for Barfarama. How dare you? I am stoned now. <laughs> I'm stoned as What a speak. fucking flex. What a fucking flex on Catherine. I'm here for Barfarama. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Okay, when the world opens up okay. again and Catherine decides she can go back on tour, I'm going to fucking show up and be like, I'm here for Barfarama. I'm going to find the books online. I'm going to make her sign them. And I'm going to go that far through the interaction before I'm like, just kidding. I have an Animorphs podcast. I'm a loser. Here's my tattoo. We've talked. I'm sorry. Oh I'll show you my tattoo again. We hugged six times. Hey, you remember me? Times. I talked to your husband. <laughs> Hey, remember me? I accosted you in a bookstore and then I spoke to your husband. <laughs> Why did you turn it in some courage? No. Because, I talked to your because husband. <laughs> I went Tim Curry because that's a fucking creepy thing to do. <laughs> like, the, everything that I just said is wrong and you shouldn't do to people. Like, people have feelings. They're people. You shouldn't do these things to them. <laughs> oh, God. My lungs hurt. I'm just a sweet Animorphs fan. <laughs> Hang out with Pikachu and Chomp. <laughs> Come down in the sewers with me and read these fan fictions. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to leave. <laughs> Should I let you go? Oh god. I don't know I don't know what to do with it. Oh my that. god. Do we do we sign out? Did we do that last time? We didn't because I, I record the intros and outros, but we can we kind of recorded a little bit of an outro. Do you do you want to do it together sure. since it's gonna be the it's been last a while. one? It's been a while. We'll see how much I remember. Oh good, because I've been doing it alone on the fly. It is quite anxiety. Oh no. All right. Let's not have that. Well, 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 Tim Curry fans, email me at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at the uh, in the Andalite Bandalites group. Nope. Find us on Facebook at the Animorphs Anonymous group or our super secret, super awesome Andalite Bandalites group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. I'll let you in. We'll talk shit. It'll be mad. It'll be great. You can hit me up on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous or on Twitter, which I now respond to very well at Animorphs Anon. Um, you can also talk to Alex, myself, and other Animorphs fans in our Animorphs Anonymous Discord server. It's a really fun place. Everybody talks every day. And we just added a new channel where we are nominating different animals during the week. Yes. And I'm really excited about it. Mondays is cats, so if you got all the feelings from the dude fanfic and you want to throw up some cat pictures or... And dogs. or do And dogs. And dogs. Monday is cats and dogs. Sorry. And yeah, we have a whole and list in there. You should come join our Discord server and hang out with the cool people that are there. What's Tuesday? Oh. Is Tuesday horses and ponies or is Tuesday bunnies? Oh, God, I don't remember. I didn't make these rules. I, d I did and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, there's bunnies and rodents. There's horses and ponies. There's, birds. there's fish. There's birds and fish and snails. 
There's snails. And then snails is a day. Sundays is for anything including children and animals. Or, and plants. And, and, plants. and plants. Yeah. Plants are not animals. Children and plants. Dear God. Well. <gasps> and where do we draw the line? I don't know. But we also have a YouTube channel. And you can catch backlogged <laughs> episodes of our podcast on the YouTube. There's a new episode going up every week. And come and, like, just fucking listen to it again, I guess. And, and. Like and subscribe, what? smash that like smash button. Smash it! <laughs> no, wait, you smash the subscribe Sma- button. Smash Fuck. something. God, I'm not a YouTuber. YouTubes. But um, we're also going to be posting some other content on YouTube. Oh, like, we have... We have, yes, it's very right. we have that uh, Michael Grant interview up there where you can see our shining, delighted, childlike, wonder-filled faces... <laughs> And um, then we also have some other content that we're going to be putting up soon. Very soon. Some shit on the back oh, yeah. If it's not up already. Oh, that's it. Uh, Strong Shape International. Or you can just Google Animorphs Anonymous on YouTube. Or Cadmus to Crisis if you really feel like oh, it. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, what if I fucking hate videos and I just want to read a good webcomic? Oh, man. You should come read my webcomic that I make and draw. And that is called Beside You. You can go read that for free at bsideyoucomic.com. It is also on Webtoons or Tapastic. Tapas? Tapas? It's tapas, uh, right? Tapas. Like like the foods, I think? Yeah, like, right? Okay. But I think, like, the company name is called Tapastic, so I'm not quite sure. Anyway, it just... That's that <laughs> find. And then uh, you can also read it on patreon.com slash KCD Studios. That is my Patreon. Um, you can read it for free if you subscribe at the $5 level. And then the $1 level, you can get work in progress pages. So you can get sneak peeks of what's coming up. Um, and uh, what else? What else? Uh, you should go read it for free. It's cute. And I'm about i'm finishing up chapter three right now so and i'm really hoping i can go up to two pages a week pretty soon so keep an eye out for that that's exciting yeah i'm gonna go ahead and suggest you become a patron because listen (laughs) this is this is why this week we're gonna we're gonna talk Uh about it there's some pretty fucking cute shit that goes Uh on but mostly it's alden's face And that featured pretty fucking prominently this Aww. week. And it was goddamn adorable. Aww. You got a cute face. That's what I have to say about that. Alden has a very cute face. He's Listen, cute you know I'm Slater till I die. <laughs> but Alden is my second favorite. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> very different voice. <laughs> very different voice. <laughs> but Slater 5 ever writing that in my notebooks. <laughs> With a little heart around it. Did I tell you that people are coming after Marceau now? What, for smoking in the courtroom? Because no. they no, should. No, for looking at Danny. They're like, oh, I don't trust this guy. I bet he's an ex. I bet he's abusive. I bet he'll just, like, sleep with him and then slander him. And it's like, whoa, you guys. Wow. That's, that's, I, wow. They're like, I know this guy is an endgame, so I'm going to attack him right now. And it's like, okay. Mm, Wow, I just thought it was going to be his liberal tobacco use, but Jesus. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, he's the bad boy character, and I don't understand why you wouldn't like the bad boy character. He is a threat. They 
I, I mean, like, Alden's super sweet and nice, but, like, I feel like he needs that bad boy character to find his his backbone because we all know Slater was a giant teddy bear at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you can find all of that drama and more if you go to my webcomic, so go check it out. But I have already done that and it was great yeah but i want to sure. go back to podcast land and i want to listen to more good good boys talk about a super mm. good good boy who is super and also alex is there and she's the best of them all in my opinion sorry david and drew i sorry david and drew i am the draw on cadmus to crisis a super boy podcast I, as the person that know nothing about Superboy and did not read the comic from the 90s that was called Superboy, am the draw to your podcast. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you guys have been doing this since 2014 and putting together a funny and fun and well-scripted podcast. But let's be real. I'm the reason the people come back week after week. <laughs> oh, just kidding. They're great. <laughs> Yeah, so that's Cadmus to Crisis. I don't know what else I can say other than being horrifically narcissistic about it. I mean, I guess I could tell you that you don't actually have to have read the entire series to enjoy some episodes of the podcast. We are doing Spider-Boy at this point, which is a Spider-Man, Superman boy. Although by the time this podcast comes out, we might be way fucking past. (laughs) What is time? Um, What is time? Time is a circle. But um, yeah, it's super fucking awesome because it's Superboy. Yay! How do we end these? Uh, I think we make a bad joke and then run away. Mm. Um, mm. Good old joke bomb and bolt. <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> crop dusting, but with for your ears instead of your nose. <laughs> right? Audio, audio crop dusting. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible image. I'm so- that has just been great. Oh, no. Enjoy this fart. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow, wow, wow. wow That's wow. what I got. All right. Let's. We did not stick the landing. We did a balance beam act a la Rachel. We jumped off the edge of the platform and we fucking face planted. And we landed in the arms of a boy we didn't like. Probably. Oh, did no. Did that happen? Uh, t- you're referencing TT. That- yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking whale guy, book. Yeah. Yes. Like, that fucking. Ugh. God. Ugh. Him. Speaking Gross. of stinky, that guy. All right. I need to leave now. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.